Radical Grove Parliament Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Radical Grove Parliament Podcast. My name is Roche. To my right, I got Courtney, special guest speaker. To my left, Tomato Slice. Yep. In front of me, our guest for today. This man is a professional athlete. He's a philanthropist. philanthropist. He's a... An entrepreneur, he's a husband, Man, I mean, uh, he's my neighbor, the <laughs> 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 list goes on and on, man. Yeah. We, got, we got Douglas Middleton here with us today. Thank you so much for coming. How are you? What's up? What's up? What's Ooh. up? What's up? What's up? Man, I knew you had to be a professional sports person or something. You know why? Because he's built thought, like a brick shit. Because I, like, I was like, he's good looking. Yeah, he's all like, sports people are good looking yeah. for some reason. Yeah, he, he fucks us all up when he's got his shirt off outside. <laughs> we're, all, we're all dad bods and he's all fucking chiseled out. And <laughs> looking like a, looking like he just came off a fresh are five you, mile are you, are you like five go, mile little jog. Kevin, Kevin, go inside. Go inside. Kevin, yeah. go inside. No, no, the only bad thing about it is every time I walk outside, you know, I look. Someone say that Laney wants to race me every yeah. day. Yeah, <laughs> all the kids, all the kids want to race. You want to race every day, of course. <laughs> and his his wife, he was an athlete. She was, yeah. she played it. And so, um, where where were you born, Doug? Ninety three. What's the say in North Carolina? In nineteen ninety three. Yeah. So he's a young entrepreneur, philanthropist, professional athlete, <laughs> speaker. Uh, he's gonna. We're gonna get into all that, but he's got a, he's got a lot going on. Yeah, probably, probably the most notable is my neighbor, though. That makes me the proudest. <laughs> Ninety three, man. I think gas was like what one fifteen. <laughs> oh, oh no, that gas was like fifty cents. Yeah, yeah you could probably get yeah. you know eight piece of chicken wings probably for like a couple of dollars. <laughs> and now it's like two dollars a wing. Now. Yep. Yeah. I don't even know if people had wings uh, back then, did they? Oh, yeah. Remember when the buffalo wing kind of came out? Remember whenever like buffalo, like they really started promoting buffalo wings? No, actually, I don't. I remember that. I remember that. when they got. The, I remember when they put a marketing campaign behind that. <laughs> what year, right, so, what year was that? I can't remember. <laughs> I was a little. I think Domino. I think remember. Domino's was the one that was. You're really, right. Yeah. It was. It was yeah. Domino's or Pizza Hut or something yeah. like that. So 1993, you were born in Winston Salem. Yeah. Yeah. Three three six. Three three six. Trade four. You know what the trade four stands for? Nope. Mm. 34th prison district. Damn. And they just, you know, it just became a whole thing. Everybody start calling the trade for. Yeah. We used to see that big ass prison when we would go out to some <laughs> golf course. I can't think of it. What's the name of it? Um, shit, I can't remember right now, but nah. Uh, all right. So you grew up in Winston. Mm -hmm. Elementary school, middle school, high school, all that. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you played football high school. I did. Probably played everything in high school, didn't you? Yeah, so I started playing football um, when I was six years old. I was playing running back, safety, really just all the positions. Uh, I started out just to play to have fun with my friends. You know, it was just what everybody else was doing and um, kind of fell in love with it, just seeing, you know, how much fun it, it you know, it brought to my life and uh, started to put more work into it and, and start to have some success. Definitely had a lot of adversity, but, you know, kept working. And uh, when I got to high school, it started, you know, becoming something that was a little bit more serious. Went out there for practice one time, and I had been playing running back, like, my whole uh, entire young career through Pop Warner and, and through the smaller leagues. 
And uh, they were doing these hitting drills out there. It was the first day of practice. And I just watched this one running back just get knocked out. <laughs> I'm talking about knocked Man. flat out. And so, what, 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 what age was this? That. This was like right. This was like first day of practice in high school. I think the varsity had already been practicing for a while, and it was JV just coming out there. So the coach was like, "Well, what you know, what position do you want to go to?" I was like, "Not, not running back. Not, <laughs> not that one. Not that one. What so, one? What one is that? Yeah, what, nah, what is I don't not want that, that one." one. <laughs> so I was like, "Man, I'd rather be the person hitting people than the one getting hit." I mean, so my whole life I was playing running back, and, and that one day I just woke up and switched to safety because I was like, I'm not going to get hit like that. And, and so, <laughs> That's a great thing. Yeah. Makes sense to me. So I mean, since then I've been playing safety and, and – and hitting people rather than getting hit. So that's kind of my thing. You're better, well, than, yeah. better than I am. I just would have been like, I, I want to go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want safety. I'm just going to go home. Was he, and he was knocked out cold? Yeah. Another high school kid knocked out another high school kid cold? Yeah, they were doing this drill where they would line up these. Uh, what position was the dude that knocked out the running back? He was a linebacker. So he was a big boy. So, yeah, he was a big dude. So they had this drill where they would have three people hit this bag. Three people on offense hit the bag. Three people on defense hit the bag. And they would all run down the sideline and meet at the sideline and just all collide at one time. And the linebacker would be in the back, and the running back would be behind all the three people colliding. And like it was just it was like a train wreck. What did they do? What, so what happened? What did they do with the kid after he was knocked out? Just lay there, and be like, just walk it off. You'll be fine. Oh, just, when you wake you know, up, they gave just, him that smelly thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You know, it's back in the they day. Somebody just now. picked him up and kept him moving. You know. Damn. You know, sometimes I've had stuff like that to happen to me, and I woke up in the hospital. Let me tell you several this, times in practice, and like once you start getting to like like major ball, like college football and NFL, mm-hmm. when somebody gets hurt or knocked out, they just like. Flip this, like flip the practice. So, like, say for example, you went down, mm-hmm. and we're driving this way. You know, we're in practice driving the score that way, and you go down, you you knock out whatever. Instead of like stopping the whole practice, they just say, "Hey, medical attention! All right, let's go this way." Yeah, that's fine. Leave you right there and just keep practicing. No, that's that's a good way to do it. But as long <laughs> as I got medical, <laughs> medic, <laughs> Corman. <laughs> Like, but like in high school and Pop Warner, they would like stop all the practice. Oh, did I, sure did I score? Okay. Like, now it's just like, oh, just keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. Did, did I, I score? score? Nah, man, practice is over. It's yeah. over, man. It's over. It's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> did, were either one of your parents athletes growing up? Yeah. So my mom played. Uh, she played college basketball, and uh, she, I think it was like Division two. And my dad ran track, uh, but he didn't. He ran like in junior college, but he never really took it um, anywhere farther. Just he had a lot of setbacks in his life that prevented him from from kind of maximizing his playing career. So he never. I mean, he had enough talent. I feel like to probably run at you know Division One, Division Two track, mm-hmm. but it was a lot of things that was in his life that that, that were setbacks. So. But they uh, they they knew the work ethic. They knew what it was going to for take sure, for sure, for sure. Supported that kind of thing. My mom definitely did. I mean, did she, you recognize that was the App State fight song when I played? I did. Okay. Of course. I did. I did. Of course, of course. <laughs> That's why I didn't know what kind of shows it was. I was like, it's a football show. I, didn't know what it was. <laughs> I heard the fight song. Um, but yeah, my mom definitely knew. She had a lot of support growing up. My dad did too, but. Um, my mom, I feel like she really maximized her playing career compared to like I don't, you know, I still don't know what my dad's ceiling would have been if he, you know, would have put in everything and all the resources um, into his playing career. But that's the thing with a lot of these young athletes, 
they have so much potential. And you all know it. You probably mm-hmm. grew up with a lot of people in high school that were like, man, this dude's super talented. He should definitely be playing at the next level. And then you don't. And, yep. and then they don't. You know, they don't make it to the to college. They don't make it to the NFL. And it comes down to having the right resources. Mm-hmm. And it also comes down to having the right support system that's going to keep you from making those mistakes that could really, you know, set you back. That's like, yeah. That's, Amen. That is the biggest thing right there. Yeah. I was never the best player. I wasn't, I mean, my junior year, I was pretty good. My senior year, I wasn't really that good. Uh, even in college, my freshman year, I was pretty good. Sophomore year was decent. Junior year was really good, but my senior year wasn't, wasn't great at all by any means. But um, it just came down to, you know, hard work and, and um, you know, just really making good decisions and, and staying out of trouble. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes, but I, I stayed in trouble the best I could. Uh, not gonna sit here and say I haven't made a, a ton of mistakes, uh, but I think that's what it really came down to is, is having that right support system and, and and just working hard until you got your opportunity. So what was what was the point in high school when you when the college shit started showing up? Yeah, so uh, my sophomore year I had six interceptions. And so I was like, man, I, I really got a chance. Like, I really got a chance to play at the next level. I was like, man, I'm looking at SEC schools. Like, I'm like, man, I want to go to South Carolina, Clemson, NC State, something like that. My junior year, I didn't have anywhere close to the same stats. And, you know, in high school, they want to see you dominate year over year, especially if you're trying to go to, like, an SEC school. And so, they, you know, they kind of slowed down on the calls and the interest. Um, but then going into my senior year, I did have like a lot of mid-major um, interests, Elon, William & Mary, Old Dominion, really small schools. And then uh, my senior year, I had this one game where I had like 22 tackles and one interception, in like one game. And I sent it out to like all the coaches and stuff. And then, um, you know, once I realized that I wasn't going to be able to go SEC, I went to a camp at South Carolina and that was my dream school. And they pretty much told me that, like, hey, like, we're not going to offer you. Like, we like a lot of other guys. Like, you're too stiff. You're not big enough. Like, you had, like you're not really the size that we're looking for. And I can just remember, like, sitting in the car crying on my mom because I was like, bro, this is, like, my dream school. Yeah. Like, this is where I really want to be at. And then so I had to really re- redirect that energy and find somewhere else to, um, you know, to put my dreams into. And then that's when I started Googling, um, you know, schools around North Carolina, not far from home, that put guys in the NFL, gave you a good degree. Won a lot of games because I didn't win much at all in high school. <laughs> I was tired of losing. And that's when I found App State. And then so when I first hit them up, they weren't really even interested in me. Like they were like, hey, listen, we got a lot of other guys that want to come here. But we'll stay in contact. And then so I just kept working that year. And uh, my pop sent off my uh, film and transcript to him. And then like near the, the back half of the year, uh, they were like, hey, like you're like really low on our list, but you're on our list. I was like, man, so you telling me I got a chance, yeah. you know? And, so you're uh, saying there's so a chance. So you're saying there's a chance, right? <laughs> so they were like, the coach would like call me like every week when a player would say that, you know, that they had offered that he wasn't going to commit. And then it even came down to like two weeks before signing day. He was like, hey, there's one more guy. Uh, you know, we just offered. But if he doesn't go, like you can come. And he had, did, he had start calling me like when they had five, five, six guys ahead of me. And so it came down to the two days before sign day. He was like, man, listen, everybody else said no, so you can, you can come if you want. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to come. <laughs> you know? And then, uh, you know. I'm I, already here, yeah, bro. I'm already here. Like, I was excited because uh, the rest of my coaches was looking at me like, it was like a couple days before sign day, and they're like, man, 
like, where are you going to go to school at? Like, you know, what, what college are you going to? I'm like, I'm going to App State. They was like, bro, they have not offered you. They're not <laughs> going to offer you. And so, you um, know, I, I never really got too discouraged. I just, I just kept grinding. Now, and, do you um, remember, was that like the first signing day or was it the second signing day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they only had one signing day back then. They just ah. changed the rule a couple of years ago, but it was just like February was yeah. the signing day. And then, uh, yeah, I just got the op and then went in there and just – my freshman year was was pretty crazy. I was freshman all American, freshman all conference. And just I didn't I didn't really care like how I got in the door. Like uh -huh. I was like, man, once I'm in here, I'm I'm gonna go ball. So yeah. you know, that was that was kinda how I got there. Crazy but, story. So, nonchalantly, freshman all American. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, nah. My freshman year was you know. yeah. My freshman year was crazy. Like uh I remember uh playing Virginia Tech the first game, running down on kickoff, because I was had a great camp. Running down on kickoff, and I got blindsided. One of those same plays we're talking about, right? Blacked out, and then I opened my eyes, and I just remember this guy, like, shoving my head in the grass. Like, this is my first college game against Virginia Tech. So I'm coming to the sideline. I'm like, man, this might not be for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> man, this whole college football thing might not be good. And then, like, the next game, uh, we played A&T, and I had, like, a 97-yard interception for a touchdown. Wow. I was like – Damn, maybe yeah. I can do this, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, a little bit. Yeah, maybe I might be all right, yards. you know? And then so it just kind of picked up from there. You ran 97 yards? Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. <laughs> interception, yeah, you said? Yeah. yeah, it was our first home game, 97 so, yards. So what's that experience like when you get when you get to college? You go from Winston-Salem to Appalachian, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. It's in the fall, right, yeah. when you get there? Yeah. Well, it's already we, like a little brisk temperature. Yeah, so I got there. No, I actually got there That's in the right. summer. We got there uh, in July, and um, I just yeah, I just remember that first day getting up there. Like it's it's really tough to breathe up there now. Uh -huh. I don't know if it's it's, it's about elevation yeah. is three thousand three thirty three. Yep. So it's a lot, you know, to breathe is a lot different, um, and the heat feels a lot different. It's not as muggy as down here, but mm -hmm. the humidity really kicks in with the elevation. Um, but, I mean, you know, the summer we were just, you know, just a team up there just grinding. And then once school started, that's when it was like, man, like this school is pretty big. Like it was like 15,000 students at the time. And, uh, you know, just walking to class, like it's all these hills. So, I mean, you sweating walking to class. Like, and then, you know, that first month is, is not that bad because you just, you know, just doing football. But then when school starts, like you got to do class, you got to do, mm -hmm. you got to work out, you got to have meetings, mm -hmm. you got to have practice. So like, so how'd that day go? That, let me run it through. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm gonna run you. I'm because everybody's like, man, like, I want to be a student athlete. Mm -hmm. Then you hear the schedule. Like I talked to so many kids about they want to play Division One. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give you the schedule. And you still, you know, still see if you want to do it. So like, you wake up around 5 a.m. Um, you got to be in the weight room by 6 a.m. Lifting is from six to seven. You got to run to the calf, um, you know, have breakfast. Sometimes you may have an 8 o'clock. If you don't have an 8 o'clock, you may have a 9 o'clock so you can go back and change, just depending on what your schedule is. But you're going to have three classes back-to-back. -back. So you're going to go 9 to 10 for class, 10 to 11, 11 to 12. You're going to eat lunch real quick and probably have to be at study hall by 1 o'clock. Study hall is from 1 to 2. You got meetings started at 2.30 at the, at the stadium. You have to run from campus up the hill to into the stadium. Once you get to the stadium – you have meetings from 2.30 to 4.30. Uh, practice usually starts at 5. Practice is going to be like from 5 to 7.30, somewhere around there. I may be off just a little bit. After that, uh, you have to eat dinner. After you eat dinner, now you still got to do homework. 
now you still may want to see your girlfriend. Now you still want to, you know, may want to hang out with your friends. And you have to wake up the next day, do that all over again. Day in, mm-hmm. day out. Yeah. Yeah. Year after year. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it, grind, man. It don't, it don't break during the summertime, does yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier in the summertime. Like I said, you got that one class, one or two classes in the summertime. And then, so is you know, that, wait, is that, is that schedule just football season schedule? That's just football season schedule. Now, you know, after football season in the spring, it's a lot easier. You know, it's a lot easier. But it uh, still work out. But you still got spring ball, too. So that same schedule kicks in when you have spring ball. But um, when it's not spring ball and you just have working out, then you can knock that out from like 8 to 10 in the morning. And then, you know, you may have, you can may push your classes to later in the afternoon, just depending on what your schedule is as far as from, from classes. Because now, like, priority is football in the season. But in the off season, you can like have you know classes whatever time of day that you, you know all the way up until two o'clock because they're gonna push practice back. Yeah. You know so that school can become a priority, and so like that that schedule can definitely change. Uh, in was there any, was there any matter. dudes that couldn't hack the schedule? Oh, like you gonna? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think gotta uh, be a lot of people like that. I think out of my class, we had twenty five people uh, graduated and actually finished four years with seven. I mean, you always and that's have, players. Yeah, players. so twenty five come in, yeah. seven leave. Yeah, no, seven that, stay. That's what Actually I mean. Make Se- what leave yeah. at the at the yeah. end of, at the <laughs> yeah. end of it? Yeah, eighteen of them either dropped off, didn't want to play football anymore, couldn't handle the schedule, mm-hmm. had too many injuries, got in trouble. Just never, you know what I'm saying? Just made a mistake. Like, yeah. you know, only seven actually. Like, And that and that number isn't um, – that's actually pretty high, I would say, because, um, you know, nowadays you got guys transferring. This transfer portal is a pretty big deal. So the chances that you go to a school and stay all four years and make it through and graduate, um, you know, are pretty low sometimes. I always oh. thought that. I was looking Could at you, these college I, guys thinking, I can't imagine being be 18 years old. Having to do that, right? And that's my that that amount of like, of dedication and maturity. Well, it's he, a lot of, I, I only did so I played college basketball. Okay. I, yeah. I played at uh, Presbyterian. Okay, yeah. I played for one semester on an injured knee and ended up leaving. But that one yeah. semester, it, it was a lot. And that's the thing. Think about if you get injured now, yep. like. Bro, it's just like in, in the NFL. You get injured, your schedule, it's like the worst thing ever because now you got to add in about four hours of treatment in there. So now instead of being at that at that workout at 6 a.m., now you got to be there at 5 a.m. because you got to get an hour of treatment. And now leaving the facility at 7.30, you don't leave till 8.30 because now you got to get another hour of treatment. I feel like that's just – you know, I had, a, uh, you know, injuries all throughout my career. So when you had that injury added on, like, that's even more time you got to spend at the facility. And it's like, man, I don't get any free time. Yep. And so that's why you see so many student athletes, like, suffer with, like, mental health and, and stuff. Because it's, it's tough. Like, everybody will congratulate you, boost you up, but they don't understand, like, the time and dedication that you got to put into just having a good product on that field on that Saturday. And it's um, it's tough, man, because you're not, you know, they're not getting paid. Like, you know, how these student athletes getting paid now? Like, you were just getting – you know, you were getting college for free and 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 you know food at the calf, which is which is great. But college know. for free is a lot of money. It, it's a ton of money. It's a ton of money. But I mean, if if, if you're winning a lot of games, uh, school's getting a ton of money too mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Like you think about how these Big mm-hmm. Ten contracts going. Like I think Big Ten's revenue might jump to like two billion dollars just from like TV contracts. Yeah, like Alabama is probably ridiculous. Like Alabama, yeah. like their school disbursement um, in the SEC is like over thirty million dollars. Like so, what's, that, what's that, that mean? So school disbursement means like that's what they get just for being in the SEC, and I think it may be more, but I know it's over thirty. 
And so, like, every school in the SEC, just for being in that conference, like media rights, when you come to, like, the SEC tournament, like, playoffs, like, all these different things, uh, when you – like for example, when Georgia and Alabama play in the playoffs, like being in that in that in that playoff appearance, they make a disbursement to the SEC, and then all the teams split it up, and that's in that in that conference. And so the the schools like revenue automatically gets like tremendously boosted. So that seems kind of unfair because yeah. the best, yeah. the it's best, very unfair. The yeah. best schools yeah. are getting the biggest paychecks, yeah. which means they can buy the best. No, equipment. no, 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 no. It's going to all the schools in that conference. So that's yeah. why you see such a dominated conference well, no, what, by I, conference. Like, yeah, that's what. Yeah. I, but what I'm saying is like Alabama gets a is already yeah. number one, right? And they get a ton of money, which means they can get the latest technologies, the yeah. best coaches, the yeah. best trainers, the best yeah. All, so, everything. Yeah. 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 So the yeah. question yeah. is, the, ga- the like gap ima- is going to keep. Imagine, imagine yeah. what App could do with thirty yeah, million dollars. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what like, I was going to say. <laughs> so automatically, so, if you have more money, is that going to make you a better team? It should. Yeah, I mean, technically, the best it should. Coaches, the best trainers. It should. Well. But yeah. you got schools like the best Carolina, steroids, who the like <laughs> they have so much money and they're still not that good in football. Like, All right, so it doesn't automatically mean it's not it automatically helps. like you know. For it example, still helps. Yeah, okay. our budget is like thirty mid thirties, like thirty five million dollars for the whole athletic department, which is very low. Like I think JMU has a higher budget than us, and but we still, I mean, we still have a great return on it. Like we still win a lot of games. We just beat Texas A and M, who. Probably has a budget of over a hundred million dollars, mm. you know. And so it doesn't really, you know, correlate to that. But I think, and even in NIL deals, I mean, they probably spent a ton of money to get those players, mm. and they still like number one recruiting class is still lost to us. So I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's not a direct correlation, but it does shape you up for a, a really, you know, really good chance of success. Yeah. Do you know? So how do you? So what are your thoughts on like? players getting paid in college yeah yeah so I did a whole capstone project on that when I got my master's my master's in public administration at oh yeah App. I forgot to say he has a master's um of course but I did my capstone project on like the influence of um you know winning on, in college football and how that impacts the school so I did a study based on App State and some other schools in the conference and then I had compared it to like Alabama and some other SEC schools so, like, my, my opinion that I was able to find is that winning, like, helps, you know, much more than just football. Like, for example, when App State beat Michigan in 2007, I think our enrollment at the time was around 10, 11,000, somewhere around then. We've jumped to, like, you know, it's 20,000 now, but at the time when I was there, it was, like, 15,000. Uh, the average GPA of admittance when we first beat Michigan was, like, 38 it jumped to like 4.2. Like, so you're talking about the quality of students starting to improve because now everybody wants to go. Yeah. Winning helps everything. Yeah, winning helps everybody. Yeah. Everywhere. Everybody. And this then so, so like, smart. you know, brings in more money. Like, it, it, it helps. Yeah. <laughs> Got all these numbers on his yeah. top of it. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to estimate yeah. what I remember. But it's not, it's not 100% accurate, but. But yeah, like it helps. It helps, helps everybody. everybody. That's why yeah. you always support the local team and you want them. I don't, to win. I'm, I'm still yeah. like I'm still trying to figure out what a capstone or whatever that shit is. <laughs> it's just like your last. It's just like your last graduating project that you yeah. have to do. You know that joke Chris Rock tells about like the the, the three black people in the neighborhood is him Jay like him Jay Z and Mary J Blige, and then like he's like you know what my neighbor is he's a fucking dentist. 
that, that's me and Doug. Doug's like master's degree, professional athlete, yeah. philanthropist, entrepreneur. Doug's like, you know what my neighbor does? He's a fucking DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. My neighbor, my neighbor's a man, so I tell everybody, I'm like, man, Roche at tonight, man. I'm pull up on you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it like you said, Farce, it helps everybody. I mean, yeah. anytime you win. And so I think I don't student athletes should definitely be compensated something. Now I don't know how much money, like with all these numbers, is getting kind of outrageous, but they need definitely need something. I think so too. And it's getting a little outrageous, especially if somebody's making money off of them. Yeah. It's like I don't know how to say it. Be sense of that. It's kind of like modern slavery. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Or mo- modern yeah. indentured it is. servitude. It is. It is. It is. Indentured it is. servitude. That's what it is. It is. Especially when the profits is so insane. Yeah. NCAA, they make yeah. so much money, and like, what do they do with that money? Yeah, they disperse some of it back to the schools, but a lot yeah. of it, I mean, they just they just have it. Something's pocketed. Yeah, that like, like them know? head them head coaches is damn near politicians oh, in a way. Nick Saban that, making like nine, yeah. pe- ten million dollars a year. <laughs> Think about how much. That's I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, like, that's crazy. What are they gonna do with that money when they die too? So yeah, they making not Nick Saban's making well. nine ten. True, that makes sense. But then they're paying for all these other things too. Like he doesn't even really have to spend that money because yeah. the booster's paying for mm-hmm. his house, got a car allowance, cell phone allowance. His kids probably get everything for like he's, you know, he's, he's like he's, he's not spending uh, any he's money. God, I gotta he stop gets, thinking about yeah, that. Alabama <laughs> gives him whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> They could, you know, they could turn that. I mean, there's so much they could do, but whatever. Yeah, so I don't that, want to think about it. You don't know me, <laughs> yeah. but I'll just go off on this crazy tangent. So we're not going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're no. not going that direction. Yeah, it's it's frustrating when you think about it. like, good gracious, man. That's so. What were some of the most memorable parts in Appalachian? Yeah, um, it's a lot of good memorable times. Wait, hold on. I got I got a question before that. So, like, did you ever see like any superstar special treatment? Like, as far as the schedule and the work ethic and stuff goes for co- college athletes. You talking about like help with the teachers or like like what, what? everything everything. Like for, so my sister was in school with Penny Hardaway. Yeah, and she said that all the classes that he came into, he had a a tutor right beside him. Every, <laughs> you know, I mean, you could get that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, that's that's definitely possible. That's but definitely see, with possible. football is so much different. Like, does it is there ever a football player that they have in high school that they're like this like the LeBron James? Yeah, nah, it's it's not it's not. I would say besides outside the quarterback and maybe you know one big player on offense, it's not you're not really right. gonna see too much uh, superstar treatment like that. Um, like who was the last collegiate superstar football player? Uh, I mean, from my time that I was watching college football, it was Reggie Bush. Like Reggie uh-huh. Bush and NIL probably would have made like ten million dollars a year, something crazy like. Like I mean, alarming numbers, but and he went pro. Reggie yeah, Bush, yeah. Which one? Which where? where, where? USC. He played at USC. Uh-huh. Then he went to uh, New. He played in New Orleans. Um, he played for Miami for a little bit. That's not. I'm thinking. Who was the one that smoked all the weed? Reggie Williams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's him. <laughs> yeah. He. But he was a superstar, wasn't he? He was. I mean, he was. Yeah. yeah he was a pretty big time player. I but mean, like Brady wasn't a superstar. No. 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 Right. No, no. I would say. But Rick uh, Meyer was, wasn't he? The, Michigan boy, what he in Michigan, Notre Dame or something like that? I yeah. can't remember. And then you got Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. He was he was another big t- uh, player around my time. And he was, I mean, he was a superstar, like big time superstar. He was on defense. So. so you do you do like college parties and shit during the football season up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, I give you one example. Oh, I've, had, I've had some good parties. <laughs> yeah, my my wife actually used to host this really big party because you know she was on the softball team. So. I would have all the recruits, like all the recruits that that played um, on defense. I would probably host them, and so it got to the point where the coaches were like, 
Hey, when um, when's your when's your when's your lady gonna throw that softball party? <laughs> and I was like, oh, probably in December. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, we are gonna bring such and such up that weekend. So we would like host recruits based on when certain parties would be going mm-hmm. on and stuff like that. Oh, and so cool. like uh, she would it would be like a big Christmas party, and uh, you know a lot of the big time student athletes came up that weekend and. And really, most of them committed. Like after they uh, see how the party oh, went, yeah, they were like, "Yeah, yeah I need to be here." Yeah, but uh, I saw he got game. Yeah, we, go, <laughs> we, we, we always throw some real good parties. I will say that we threw some some really good parties. Uh, a lot of good times, like at you know the frat houses. Uh, they would always show some love. Um, you know, we won. I mean, the Camellia Bowl when we won our first bowl game in school history. That was a lot of fun. Um, my senior year, just a lot of a lot of wins, and and really just. I would say freshman year because everything was just new. You know, you going to the bars, mm-hmm. you winning games, you you playing, everything was just new to you. So that was a lot of fun. Um, Wonder if he was going out when Overcash was up there DJing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Oh yeah, so. yeah. De- definitely was. Yeah, yeah. that would have been probably the same so. time. Yeah. yeah, Overcash went to Appalachian. Well, we had some good. We had some good bars now. Like uh, yeah, this place called Gino's, Tar, Pelucci's, like. And there's like that Japanese yep. steakhouse in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's called Mikado. That's where I had my first Sapporo. 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 Yeah, yeah. Sapporo. Wow. Yeah. Now, the Daniel Boone Inn, that's still there. Oh, yeah. man. That's yeah. so. That's where you take all of the recruits at. Yeah. yeah. Like, they got fried chicken. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. I remember yeah, the Daniel it's, Boone it's Slaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Slaps. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah, we always go there every year. Um, and, and they all, it's like a... I don't know you go up there. It's really like home style food. Mm-hmm. You know, they walking around and 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 just you know, tons of plates and stuff yeah. like that. All you can eat. Um, it you really were, feels like you were drinking any corn whiskey while you was up there. Nah, white, but I white did. Moon, <laughs> moon, moonshine, yeah, moonshine, moonshine, yeah, moonshine. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. A lot of moonshine. For sure. <laughs> they, they they got that everywhere. Oh, that's the good. Yeah, that's yeah, the real stuff up there. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, got that gasoline. everywhere. Up there. Yeah, <laughs> I got tons of it. They got it's all he drinks. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't drink. <laughs> all right, so now in throughout college, at what point in college were you like, I think I can go pro? Does somebody come and tell you? Man, so I would say um, my freshman year when I made that interception, the coach that recruited me at the time, Jerry Moore, he was like, man, if you keep, keep making plays like this, you're going to have a chance. So I always kind of kept that in my head, like, man, this is the goal that I want to get to. But, of course, it was so – Far away, like it was, it, it didn't seem attainable just yet. Um, but my junior year, I started to make some big plays. Like I had a really good year, first team all conference, seventy plus tackles, couple interceptions, um, couple tackles for loss, a couple sacks. And so I was actually thinking about leaving that year and going and going to the NFL, trying to make a jump. And then I knew we had one more year of, of actually trying to win a bowl game. And that year we couldn't, we couldn't win a bowl game because we had just jumped conferences. Uh, but I had a couple agents starting to reach out, like, "Hey, like, you know, if you're thinking about leaving, you know, let me know, and and, and we can look at it." And so I thought about it, and then ended up deciding just to stay one more year. Um, but at that time, that's what you know really made me realize, like, "Hey, I got a chance." And then so going into my senior year, like a, le- a lot of agents started to hit me up, like, "Man, look, like, we interested, and um, you know, we want to, you know, we want to, you know, we represent you." So this one agent that was pretty big time. They were hitting me up, and they actually came down and uh, flew down to Boone, met with me, and they were like, "Man, we see, you. we think you can be just like this player." His name was like uh, Jaquiski Tart. I played with him, San Fran. Well, he's playing the league like nine years. 
went in the second round. Um, he went to a small school. He went to Sanford University. And uh, they were like, man, we think you can be like him. We just need you to have, you know, a domi- you know, dominate your senior year, put these stats up, and we think, you know, we would love to represent you. So the first game started off a little slow, and then I think I had, like, one tackle. We played, like, Howard. Then the next game, they were like, hey, like, they were texting me, like, hey, we playing Clemson. Like, you got to – you need to make some plays. Like, this is mm-hmm. your one chance to play against a big school. Well, then I think I had, like, one tackle that whole game. I don't think I ever heard from those agents ever again still to this day, <laughs> you know. So at that time – But that's not all in your hands, is it? It's not. Yeah. It's like I play safety, so yeah. it's like – I can't go out there and just go tackle everybody. Yeah. Like, I'm, 20 yards back, man. Like, like I'm not yeah. D-line or linebacker yeah. or anything like you that. Like, the like play mine, is, mine, mine. Yeah, it, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. So, you know, I definitely got a little bit discouraged because now, you know, it didn't seem like a lot of the same interest that I was having, you know, initially was was actually, you know, panning out. Um, and so I just kept working. Um, that, that year was really tough for me because, like I said, I wasn't playing as much. Um we were having a lot of success, but my stats didn't really represent it at all. And so I felt like all that momentum that I was gaining from my junior year of, of that success is like, dang, like mm-hmm. I'm going from like potentially being drafted, like not even really having a chance to make it to the NFL. And so scouts would come by and they were like, man, like, you know, what's kind of going on? Like we're not seeing the same productivity that we seen like last year. And I'm like, man, I'm doing the same things. Like I don't know what's going on. So. Anyways, like the back half of the year, I just kind of turned it on, um, you know, and, and just kind of like took my mind out of it and, and just start playing free and, and having fun and just enjoying it, knowing it was a lot of things that I couldn't even really control. And then that's when the stats started to come and then, you know, the interest started to come around again. And then going into my senior year, I was like, man, I know I got a chance. And it was this one agent that was um, had talked to me all the way since my junior year and, and, and never really wavered. And that's the agent I went with. His name is Robert Walker. And so he's been my agent since. You know um, him? Yeah. Oh, you know him? Oh, Robert Walker, Charlotte based? Yeah. Yeah, he coached me in high school at Charlotte Christian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's my, that's my guy, man. He, yeah. he good people. And um, he's been like that like my whole career. Like, no matter the adversity that we face, or, you know, we've had injuries, we've been cut, like, we've had a lot of success. But, you know, he just always, you know, the same, um, always the same guy, man. And, and uh, he was like that in college, and that's why I went with him. Um, but, yeah, so, like, going into my senior year, I went down and trained in Miami because I knew, like, I had to go somewhere that I could really focus on, to, you know, really improving my skill because it was like I had that big drop off my, um, my, my senior year. And I called the combine because it was like, man, like, if I get invited by the combine, like, I most certainly got a chance. Well, I called them. I'm like, man, well, I didn't get my combine invite. Like, where is it at? <laughs> And they're like, yeah, what's your name? I was like, Doug Middleton. They was like, yeah, uh, we don't have you on the list. I'm like, okay, we'll just check like the backup list. They're like, nah, you're not on the backup list either. <laughs> and I'm like, you spelling it right? I'm like, you, you sure? <laughs> like, they were like, yeah. They was D-O-U. like, D O U. Yeah. They was like, you can go to like one of the regional combines. I'm like, man, that's like where like the long shots go. <laughs> like, I'm not going to that. <laughs> like, there's no like, those are guys who know they don't have a chance to go. And so. Uh, they were like, yeah, you can go to one of those, man. And and, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. And then I just killed my pro day and uh, ended up, you know, getting a chance with the Jets. But um, You did what, – what, what's a pro day? So pro day is like, okay, you have the combine, which is like where all the best players go to Indianapolis um, and they all go perform in the stadium and do these series of tests in front of all the scouts, head coaches, and GMs all across the league. Oh, like that shit – 
in that basketball movie Adam Sandler did, but yeah, yeah, I got yeah, 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 exactly, okay. exactly, exactly. So then you have a pro day where if you don't get invited to that, you just go that the some of the coaches and GMs or you know just scouts will come to your like college and uh-huh. watch you do those same drills that you could have done at the combine. But instead, like everybody's not gonna get invited to the combine. Like only you know, two, three hundred guys get invited to the combine. And then so it's a lot of other guys that's trying to make it to the NFL. So these scouts travel around and go to all these colleges and, and go to their pro days and watch guys perform. So that's that's kind of like your chance to show the NFL what you can do. And so I killed it. And then what, so what does that mean? I killed it. What that means my forty was like four four. I yeah. bench pressed two twenty five like eighteen times, had a thirty eight inch vertical, um, had a ten eleven broad jump. Like my numbers were just like, like just yeah. out of like out of you know out of the world. And then um, at that moment, I was like, "Yeah, I got a chance. Yeah, I'll be all right." And then so um, the New York Jets, my position coach uh, Joe Dana at the time, he he was the first person that called me. He called me like in March, and the and the draft wasn't until May. And he was like, "Yeah, like we're you know we might be interested in you. Just keep us in mind and stuff." And so um, you know the draft comes by. And then I get this call in like the sixth round because I'm, you know, all my family's watching. We think we're gonna get drafted. Get this call in the sixth round, and I'm like, man, you know, who who is it? And it's the uh, it was the Redskins at the time. They were like, yeah, um, you know, just wanted to let you know we're we're interested in you. I was like, well, draft me then. They was like, nah, like after the draft. I'm like, so <laughs> what does that mean? You got two more picks, and so I was like, I'm definitely not going there. And yeah, I'm like, you got, you can <laughs> still draft me. Like, why are you calling me? And then, uh, so after the draft, nobody nobody uh, selected me. Which so, was, so wait, hold on. Explain. So the draft, you go yeah. to that. You go to that thing. No, no, no. I'm just at the house. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's house. watching the draft yeah, live. I'm right? watching it. I'm so watching who it who live. gets to go there? Like the, the top, the top, yeah, the people top. that know they're, yeah, they know that know they're going. I got people you. that are First told you're going to be drafted. But the every exactly. the everyday man is still at home. Everyday man is at the house right. on the couch. Watching Wait. it because he probably still got two dollars in his bank account. Biting his, <laughs> like, his fingernails. Biting his fingernails. Hoping he got a chance. Yeah. You know, it's it's like thousands of guys. Shadow watching box it. in the wall. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's telling you got a chance. A lot of it's probably BS, but um, you know, you got a lot of scouts calling you like, "Hey, you on our draft board?" They, you probably really not. Like, you know, so. Everybody's at home. Did your mom make like a little party set up and everything? Well, I didn't want a party because yeah. I didn't know if I was getting drafted. So I'm like, I'm not, I'm not about to have this big I party. Been so hot. I been like, and fuck then, this pop. And then, yeah, you know, and then, <laughs> and then you don't get drafted, and then everybody looking at you like, man, what are you gonna do now, huh, Courtney? Like, well, you know. And I'm like, man, I still want to play ball, but uh, so I ended up, you know, going through the whole draft, not getting drafted, and everybody was kind of sad. And then the Jets called me, and they were like, oh, man, would you you know, would you know, sign with a free agent deal with us, which is mean you just sign undrafted, come to camp. And so I was like, yeah. So oh, I come yeah. upstairs and tell all my family, I'm like, oh, I'm signing with the Jets. And they were, you know, everybody was so happy. And then we immediately, right after the draft, I was living in Winston-Salem, we immediately hopped in the car, went to the mall, I got a Jets hat, hopped <laughs> back in the car, came back home, gave my parents a hug, and drove an hour and 30 minutes <laughs> To Charlotte, so we can go out at sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so we go out sweet and celebrate. Hey, I'll probably DJ. Yeah, yeah. I was probably making yeah. drinks. Yeah. So uh, me and all my friends are at uh, at sweet celebrating. What year was this? This was in 2016. This wow. is old sweet. Yeah. yeah, it was a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we we were in sweet, and then at you know I might have been a vault. 
We might have been at Vault. I was pretty right. heavily. Yeah. Ian was there though. <laughs> he was definitely probably yeah. there. I was heavily intoxicated that night because it was you know we celebrate yeah. you know, and so uh, I met this guy like this one is uh, one of his cousins walked up to me and was like hey man like you you signed up with the Jets I was like yeah he's like well you know my cousin just got drafted to the Jets and I was like who is he let me go meet him and he he had a section too and so it was um, <clears throat> a guy by the name of Justin Burris who's now like my best friend. And so I walked over there to him, and I was, like, a little intoxicated. And he, he was did, sober because he was mad. He dropped to, like, the fourth round. Did he have a table? Yeah, he had a table did, by did the Did you and your boys have a table? We had a table, okay, too. Okay. Who had yeah. more bottle? <laughs> we had more bottles because yeah. there was more of us. Uh, one yeah. of my friends, he got drafted. My friend Ronald Blair, he got drafted. I went undrafted. So we was doing a lot of celebrating. Um, and then he was, like, he wasn't really even celebrating like that. Like I said, he was mad. So we walked over, and I was like, hey, man, nice to meet you, such and such. I'm going to the Jets, too. And he wasn't even really trying to talk like that. Oh, like, wow. he was like, yeah, you know, big time. Me like, yeah. oh, man, like, he already you had didn't the, get he already drafted. Had the, he like, already had the Jets chain. And yeah, shit. you know, he was he was already in his, you know, kind of in his own world. And then That's once, not the dude that I met at the, the Margarita's place, is it? What was that guy's name? No, that was Marcus. Marcus. Marcus yeah. Yeah. I'm horrible with names. No, nah, okay, I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. So uh, we get... Um, we get up there to the Jets the next week, and then um, like we're forced to like hang together like ten hours a day. And you got in his ear. He's like, "I told you I'd be here." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm not going anywhere. Because <laughs> you think I was a long shot. He's like, oh, "This guy's not gonna be here." Because you know what I mean. You hear a lot of people say that. He's like, "Oh man, I'm going to have three sex. bottle motherfuckers." You know what I mean on this team. They're like, "Man, bro, you just probably some yeah. you know yep. some scrub or something." So. Uh, oh, the amount of people that we meet in the clubs that are that's drafted. I'm, yeah, that, that probably True. tell you this and that. <laughs> so anyway, we become best friends because we start spending so much time together. I mean, for like four years straight, we spend like 10 hours a day together. And so, you know, we became, you know, real good friends. And, and yeah, so now he plays for Carolina. You know, he's playing for them for the last three years. But, but yeah, so that's the draft story. Man. <laughs> I can yeah. just I'm just imagining myself being in his shoes with all that anxiety and shit. And I'm like, fuck this drink, fuck bro, this popcorn, it was, fuck, yeah. <laughs> fuck the Jets, fuck all. Yeah, fuck I, bro, I was so mad. I'm like, man, because like people calling you and telling you yeah. you get drafted. Then you got teams calling you, and like the draft is still coming, you know, going on. They're like, hey man, like would you consider us after the draft? I'm like, bro, you still got draft picks, like yeah. draft me. And they're like, no, nah, no, nah, we probably won't. Um, I would have been like, fuck you too, excuse not, me. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like, I was like, you mean it. Yeah, like, what's Play the it point like of you that? mean it. Yeah. So I'd have called my agent and be like, I got crazy consideration deals. I want you to, to I want you to, to max them out, Put, have them bidding against each other consideration. <laughs> That's exactly how it is, though. Yeah. Like, because I think he initially called me and was like, hey, man, like, what do you think about the Redskins? And I was like, man, look, if nobody else don't call, then I guess so. And it was the Redskins, the Bucks, and the Jaguars at the time. And then so uh, I was like, man, just sign with the Redskins. And then he called me back like five minutes later. He was like, man, the Jets are interested. What do you think? I'm like, that's my favorite team. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go to the Jets. So it just like transpired. So then you get to? Get to New York. The Big Apple. York. Jersey. I mean, Jersey, New York is, is actually Where do they put you up at when you get there? Just in a hotel. Yeah. Just in a hotel. Because you got, I mean. Was it a hotel or a motel? It was a hotel. It was decent. Oh, it was decent. Cool. Yeah. So we're living at this hotel. All when the... does the first paycheck show up? Yeah. So I'm about to, I'm about, I'm about to walk you through. I'm about, to walk, I'm about to walk you through the whole process, man. So, uh, so we come in and they put up at this, you know, at this hotel. And so at home, let me back. Did you have a so, so you graduated. You yeah. graduate college. 
and then you do the draft thing. Yeah, so I graduated, and I actually graduated the year before. So my senior year, I was in grad school. Of course school. you did. Yeah. Already, so I was in grad. That's why I was actually of, thinking about leaving. I already started I going after graduated. my political science <laughs> master's. <laughs> so I was in I was in grad school. So as soon as the, as soon as the season was over, I went immediately down to Miami, and I was training and came back for the draft. Um, but after draft day, you get like a week um, to keep training, and then you you know report mm-hmm. up there. And then so I get up there. They got us in this hotel. It's like the Wyndham. It's, it's decent. It's nothing like over the top or anything. Did you have a roommate? Had a roommate. Right. Yeah, had a roommate. Uh, it was this guy from this big D lineman from Western Carolina. Uh, he was cool. Um, and then so we're just eating all our meals at the hotel. They had like a restaurant down there. We eating everything from there or the facility. And uh, you know we first had this mini camp. And I remember like the first day showing up. Like man, this is pretty cool. Like I've been just fan my whole life. And, uh, you know, I just remember my coach, like, like cussing me out because I'm, like, looking around doing the middle of the God damn it, Doug. He was like, Doug, get your fucking head out your head. Like, <laughs> like you ain't going to be here for long. You keep standing around. Looking so, around. So, so, then, um, so then I started, uh, I was like, all right, I snapped out of it. And then, uh, you know, we get through minicamp, you know, did decent in minicamp, and then, and that's another crazy part because in mini and rookie minicamp, it's like eighty guys in rookie minicamp. Only like seventeen of them are staying. Uh-huh. You got the draft picks, and then you got the ones that you sign undrafted. Everybody else is tryouts. So, so you signed undrafted, yeah. free agent, yeah. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that that means like you just get to go to their thing? Yeah, you're not mean, a, you don't have the jersey yet. I got a jersey, but not technically. Right. I'm really, I'm easily cuttable. Yeah. So <laughs> <Very> where <easily. laughs> now in mini camp or any of the, the the big boys there? No, no, no. This is just all rookies. And gotcha. then sometimes you know you may have a couple vets that you know. Well, no, are there any to... like big boy rookies there? Yeah, like no, all the draft picks are there. Okay. So like all so the that first fourth round, round yeah. fourth round boy was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, me and JB's right there doing the it Jets together. have a first round guy there. First round, who was that? Uh, Darren Lee. First round was Darren Lee. Second round was Kristen Hackenberg. What did Darren play? Linebacker. Uh huh. So yeah. was he just like a big fucking monster? He was just super athletic. Yeah. Just super athletic. Did uh, he talk to y'all? Yeah, he was cool. Okay. He was cool. <laughs> he, was cool. he was he was real talented. Um. And we ended up being pretty cool. I think uh, he 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 didn't really pan out because I think. Do you I, think that like how you mesh and socialize with the other players plays a role in like them keeping people around and stuff like that? Hell yeah, 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 yeah. Must. hell yeah. Like they don't want like they don't dick. want bad people they around. Drama. Yeah. They don't I, want no dickheads. I think I super even super made it as far as I have just because I'm a good person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like I'm not like. I haven't had like a crazy year or anything I mean, like that in the NFL. Team. But yeah. they just like want to keep good people too. around that can it's gonna work hard, it's not gonna complain, not gonna be a dick. Like they, you know, they don't mind keeping good people around. And if you aren't a good person, you know, if you complain all the time talking back to the coaches, they'll get you out of there yeah. quick. Like oh, yeah. I mean, really fast. Like they don't they don't care. They don't, don't want good people around. Me. That's so, bad. So, <laughs> so anyway, we're in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> in the hotel, and then we get through rookie mini camp and then like quick. <laughs> All the guys go home, and there's only like those 17 guys that's still there. And then, like the next day, that's when the vets show up. Uh-huh. So I'm, I remember sitting in the meeting room, and then Darrell Revis walks in. I'm like, "Oh shit! Like this is like this is for real, you know?" Dude's arms are just yeah. But I mean, he you know he's like Hall of Famer, you uh-huh. know. So um, you know, Brandon Marshall walks in, Eric Decker, like you know all the big time guys. And then, um, so you know, you go through off season. You asking for autographs. <laughs> That'd be funny, just, wouldn't it? I was just sitting in the back of the room, just happy to be there. Like I always had that mindset, just really happy to be there. Like, um, sign, like got it, like got the guy, got it. Go, yo, you signed it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Did you think you deserved to be there? For sure. No, I definitely, I yeah. definitely knew I deserved to be there. Like, no, no question. But you were still happy to be there. I was, yeah, I was, I was happy and thankful for the opportunity. But I knew I deserved to have that, to have the seat that I had. Did you feel entitled to be there? Nah, nah, no, no one's gonna say yes. Doug ain't got an entitled bonus. Yeah, like I do whatever. Like I was, you know, running scout team. You know, just running down, being whatever the coach needed me to do, I was, I was doing it. That's right. Yeah, and then so we got our signing bonus probably like. Three weeks, I think my signing bonus was five thousand dollars, and that's the, so that's the thing that most people don't tell you about. Yo, Ian is Doug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so listen, I'm about to tell you about this. So, uh, signing bonus is like five thousand dollars, and you got to think. So it goes from like you know first round pick their signing bonus. I think D Lee's was probably like ten mil. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're like, yeah, we can, you know, we'll we'll give uh, the, any any of the draft picks. They didn't get their signing bonus until like. I think like July. We got ours at like I think like the next week. They were like, yeah, undrafted. We we can pay that little six thousand. They were like, yeah, you can. They were like, yeah, they was like, hey man, you can have this. Oh wait, I got it somewhere, man. Yo, where's Doug's money at? They was like, Jack, please, your your signing bonus won't uh, won't be there for a while. But uh, you know, all the all the undrafted guys, you you have yours probably tomorrow. They just pull out a wad. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, that feels about right. There's yours. <laughs> some sweaty, so, some sweaty so, hundreds. Fucking ones, crinkled up fives so, and shit in there. So, Joey, I remember, I remember uh, opening my signing bonus check. It was five thousand dollars. Open the check, <laughs> and the check said like twenty three hundred dollars. I said, "Where the fuck is the rest of my money at?" Taxes. It was like, taxes. I was like, "What is taxes? <laughs> like, wait, wait, like, what, what is this? Who is Uncle Sam? Wait what, is, a what is federal taxes? What is Holy state taxes? They, they have, you know, How you go through all this rookie nah, development, and they uh-huh. haven't told you about any of this stuff yet because you know we start having classes on that later. Well, how old were you? I was uh, twenty-two. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about like, he never, taxes. He never taking that much. He probably didn't work a job all through college. I worked, I worked at Bojangles, sense. but I was I was working at Bojangles and Marriott. But I was making like two hundred dollars, and my still take home was like one eighty five. Yeah, so I was, yeah. You know, like, he didn't that, know big number tax. He yeah, didn't know I that didn't, when you get that certain tax bracket. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm saying I'm like, where's my money at? I'm going to people asking. I was like, yeah, like taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and so okay, so now I have twenty seven hundred dollars in my account, right? Yo, Ian is Doug. So hold on. I know I asked for ten bottles, but I'm gonna need to cut that down. We gotta cut it down. We gotta cut it down to three immediately. You know, so Apparently now there's a shit called taxes. So now we go out the first night. All the drafted guys, we got our signing bonus, so we all go out together that night. All the drafted guys haven't got their check yet. I think they're good. Like they're getting loans yeah. from the agents and stuff, so they're not even worried. Where'd about y'all? It. Where'd y'all go? This is up in New York. Yeah. yeah. So we, I think we might went to like bounce or something uh-huh. uh, in New York. Two hundred dollars at the door. So, you know, we pay all the money or whatever. And I think I think the first night we were so excited we got our sign up bonus. We probably spent like $500. Oh, maybe it? even a thousand. Oh, so now my $2,200, yeah. you know, now I have like a thousand dollars left. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, this this cannot be it. Like, there's no way. <laughs> my my signing bonus is now down to a thousand dollars. And listen, there's, I have. How, like how a, often do you get paid? We weren't getting That's paid. The That's the signing bonus. That's That's so, that was the sign. so we weren't getting paid the rest of the offseason. So they were giving us like per diem, which was like a hundred dollars for food for the weekend, like when mm. they didn't have food at the stadium. So like that was that was kind of it. So then I remember, um, you know, I go home in the off season, and now I think I had maybe like a thousand dollars to my name. And he had to get a job for how long? How long? Was All the way till you make to it back to a camp. So you yeah. get done hey, with the off season in June, and you got to come back from camp to camp at the end of July. 
So now I got to go get a credit card because now I got to pay for training. Uh huh. So I'm like, man, like, okay, you know, I got a thousand dollars, but like, if I really, you know, maximize this training and and make the team, I could go make like four hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. And so I was, I'm gonna go get this credit card. I hit up Barmrito, the same place I trained at, coming out of the draft. I said, huh? Like, cut me a break. Like, how much is it? Um, to train for so these wait, eight weeks. So let me backpedal this. So you yeah. you go mini camp. Yep. Finish mini camp. Yep. Five thousand dollars. Yep. Pay the taxes, $2,300. Yep. Go out to balance. You got $1,000 when you get back to Winston-Salem. Yeah. Because yep. after mini camp, you're yep. you're not technically a player yet. Well, I'm, I'm on a team. I'm uh-huh. on a team. But, I mean, no, you don't get paid into the season yet. So I'm on a team, but I'm not making any money. So did, so they told you after mini camp that you're going to be a Jet. They told me that I'm going to make it to camp. And so what and camp, camp is, is like tryouts. Gotcha. It's tryouts. That's All right, it. So now they bring you... ninety guys in there, and only fifty-three guys make it, and like ten on the practice squad at the time. Uh huh. So now they're gonna cut. They're still gonna cut thirty guys, but now you have a chance. Right. So now you. So you go home and you got to work. You got to train no, football. No. Yeah, I got to yeah, train so I can. I mean. Yeah, maximize it up. So I go get a credit card. Uh, go home for a week, and then now I go uh, get the credit card. I think I get like a ten thousand dollar credit card. And I'm like, okay, I need the. I'm looking at my budget. I'm like, hey, I need to get a hotel. I think training was like three thousand dollars, and I need to eat. And then, so I think I had, I think I spent like maybe like six or seven thousand dollars on a credit card. And so now in, in North Carolina, in Florida, in Florida, yeah, because I okay. go down to Florida to train, and then I come back for camp, best shape of my life, ready to go. And then hopped into camp the first two weeks, I was killing it. You know, I was I was killing it. Then in the first game, y'all gonna appreciate this story. <laughs> Y'all gonna love this story. So the first game we play uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars in the preseason, and so all the starters, I think the starters play like one series, and then the backups came in the game, and then we came in at the time I was third string, was a rookie, undrafted rookie. So I come in the game, um, start making some plays, make a couple of tackles, you know, starting off really good. Millie rocking. And yeah, shit. I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> so then, uh, you know, we go on this punt return, and uh, I pull my quad. <clears throat> And so I pull my quad and I come to the sideline. That's the big one up yeah, here, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I can barely run. I come to the sideline. And then one of the old, older guys is like sitting next to me. He's been in the league like four years. He came in undrafted too. And I'm like, bro, I pulled my quad. You might have to go back in the game. He said, You pulled your what? I said, I pulled my quad. I was like, Man, I don't think I can finish the game. Like, I'm, I'm really hurt. He said, Listen, man, I'm going to give you the best advice anybody ever tell you. He said, Listen, if you go and tell that trainer you pulled your quad, they're going to send your ass home tomorrow, <clears throat> and, and that's going to be it. And that's going to be, like, the last time you probably, like, play football. I'm like, you for real? Like, they going to they gonna do me like that? He's like, yeah. He's like, so if I was you, <clears throat> I'd go to them and i ask them for some, you know, some Advil or something and, and finish that game. Mm-hmm. And so I went, asked him for some Advil, and then uh, I finished the game, had an interception in the first game. And then um, after the game – I thought I was gonna still be able to like to push through a little bit, and then of course like once all the adrenaline wear off, like all the pain like comes back, and I'm like, bro, I cannot run at all. So I show up the next day, and they're like, um, you know, I'm like, hey, I can't practice. They're like, what do you mean you can't practice? I'm like, I hurt my quad in the game. It was like, well, why didn't you tell us? And I was like, well, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to say anything. It was like, well, you can't practice. They were like, I know, but you know, I didn't want to say anything, and they were like, well. All right, well, just you know, you know, you know, get an ice pack, start doing some treatment, and so it really happened to where. So if you at the day after the game, and this works for all the NFL, so the day after the game they do always do an injury review, 
have an injury review, they meet with the coaches, they meet with the gym. And then so if somebody gets injured, they start bringing in guys to, you know, to replace them. So it's always on the off day that the guys come in. So I already had missed the off day. So now, like, they couldn't even bring in anybody to come replace me. So they were like, man, just, just go get some treatment or something. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah. So now I, I like bought Left myself a couple of days. So and thank like, God you got that advice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm he saying. Told you. Yeah. Man. So then, you know, I ended up um I missed one game in the preseason, ended up pushing through the you know, the other games. Um didn't make the active roster out the gate, but I made the practice squad. So now I made the practice squad. So now I got a job. Uh-huh. You know, now I got a job. Now the check's starting to roll. Yeah. So I think practice squad I was making maybe like, I don't know, like probably like 10 or 15 a week, something like that, 10 or 15 grand a week. Um, tax is still hitting it yep. <laughs> tremendously. <laughs> um, so I'm just working my butt off because I'm like, man, I do not, you know, want to be on practice squad forever. Like I'm, I'm trying to get to the active roster with the game checks for like, like 25 yeah. a week, you know. So I was like, I'm definitely trying to get there. Kept working. Um, I think I got called up like the 12th game. And then on the bye week, oh, the first bye week, first bye week we had, Ian was my first call. <laughs> so it was like, we had the bye week. Said, Ian, I'm coming into town. Be there on Friday, man. I need a couple bottles. <laughs> but, uh, and, yeah. and Ian was like, he's like, I need a couple bottles. And Ian was like, absolutely. He goes, nah, nah, nah. It's yeah. different now. Yeah. <laughs> it's different now, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I I got a couple checks in now. It's a rock now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were drinking Grey Goose at the time. Man, give me a bottle of Grey Goose, man. So, um, anyway, um, so then we, you know, Made the team, you know, later on in the season. Checks start rolling in. And then I came back and um, spent the offseason in Charlotte. And then um, trained out here most of the offseason. Went back to New York for the second year. Got injured that year in camp. Um, my best friend had also died at that same amount of time. So it was just really a lot going on in that uh-huh. year. And then, um, yeah, the years just, just, just keep going on. Third year, went back to the Jets, started. Um, started next to like Jamal Adams, some 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 great guys. Um, fourth year, I think going into my fourth year, it was only like a, still a couple guys left at, out my draft class. I probably want to say like five or six, most. And it was seventeen of us that came in. So I think it was me, Robbie Anderson, um, this guy named Jordan Jenkins, my homeboy Justin. He had already been gone. They had already let him go. He was with the Browns. Darren Lee, I think he was he was already out of there. The first round pick, second round pick, he he was going the second year. Um, so it was, you know, Brandon Shell. I don't know if you know B. Shell. He was still there. Um, so it was only a couple guys, you know, still there. We still going. And then they, they ended up letting me go out of camp, had a new coach, new GM. And that's the thing. When you lose and, and all the people come in and change, like they're going to do a lot of a lot yeah. of flipping the roster. Ended up going to Miami, playing for them. Uh, their defense just didn't suit my, my talents. And it was too hot down there. It was like 100 Ooh, degrees to be man. playing. It was, so how many years did you do with the Jets? I did three. I did three, three with the Jets and then training camp. So my fourth year, I did training camp with them. So really like And then you went to Miami four. after them? I went to Miami after them. What year did you go to Miami? I was in Miami in 2019. And then after Miami, where did you go? Went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville. And I was in Jacksonville for 2019 and 2020. Um, I can tell you plenty of stories about Jack. Jacksonville was pretty cool, man. It was... It was cheap. Didn't have as many taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cost of living wasn't that high. Um, oh yeah. So in the Jets, they were paying you out of New York. Yeah. Each Jersey. Team, each Jersey. team is okay. Up their Jer- state. Jersey's better than yeah. New York City yeah. because they because you've got what? Yeah. You got? Yeah. 
County tax. No, no, but got, Jersey, Jersey, yeah. listen, Jersey's tax was 11%. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's crazy up there. Jersey and California, um, San Francisco, like the worst, worst two states. Um, like they hit you really bad. Mm-hmm. And so put it like this, and then you got to pay taxes on the states that you play in too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, like, for example, if you pay... <laughs> so, you if play, you go and play in Indianapolis, you're going to yeah. pay taxes on that so, paycheck? Yeah. Yep. So, for example, you play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a has, yeah. a, uh, has a jock tax. So, if you're an entertainer or athlete, you have to pay, like, not only Pennsylvania tax, but then you have to pay a city tax on yep. top of that. So, you're paying, like, I mean, like, 50, 15% on top, of, on top of what the federal rate is, too. Yeah. And you got to pay an agent. Then you got to pay... <laughs> Yeah. But, Flor- but Florida's where it's at. Yeah. And then at, yeah. so then you did Jack. You did yeah. So I'm at, Jacksonville, 19 and 20. Um, and then last year I did San Fran. Yeah. I did camp with the Panthers and with San Fran. Yeah. Yeah. And then what you gonna do now? I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. I was I was thinking about retiring. You know, I, I stay in shape. I was thinking about retiring, but um. So you still work out? Still work out. I'm gonna go work out after this. Uh, I always stay in shape because I mean you just never know. They might. You just never know, man. Call you up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was I was thinking about retirement, but I think I'm gonna just go ahead and try to give it one more year. So it, at what point through this football career did you go get a master's? So I did it in all my off seasons. So I did one semester. <clears throat> I did one semester. Um, one semester my rookie year, in that off season. And I did another semester that next year, and then I finished it my third year. And that was a political science master's. I got my undergraduate political science, got my master's in public administration. <laughs> this <laughs> motherfucker gonna be a senator, dog. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was a lot. It was a lot of work, man. It was so, a lot of work. All right, so now let's. So yeah. you do. You got you. You're doing a yoga studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and so right now your like your focus is the yoga studio, right? Yeah. And also you do the mental health awareness speaking and stuff. Yeah. Touch on those things. For sure. Probably the, probably the mental health you've been doing longer, right? Yeah. So what got you involved in that? Yeah, so in 2017, going into my second year, um, I lost my best friend to suicide. Uh-huh. He had been suffering from severe depression for like four months. I mean, a couple years up to that point. And then um, it just all hit him, and, 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 and we lost him to suicide. And then that next month, I ended up getting injured, injured and uh, going on IR, and so everything really just um, it just hit me at once. And then at, at that point, I was just trying to figure out like you know what to do to really honor his life. And then that's when I started my foundation, Dream the Impossible. After picking a lot of people's brains, like I was talking to Brandon Marshall because he does a ton of stuff in mental health, and. Started the foundation, just started to help kids and, and student athletes and African Americans that that also struggle from mental health. And then it just like transpired. Like it just started to me going around sharing my story, talking to people about mental health and going around speaking about it. And then after that, um, I found yoga because I had, you know, I had a few different injuries in, in my playing career. And so um I needed yoga to, to stay healthy, become more flexible, and that was really a big point on why I didn't probably get drafted because I was really stiff and my hips weren't as flexible. And so I found yoga and just and just kept working on that. And then I noticed um, over the last two years really just the mental benefits that, that yoga presents to you and, and just how much, you know, connection there is with mental health and yoga. And so that's when I came up with the idea to do a wellness center 
uh, which is hot yoga. It's a hot yoga studio, but it's also going to have like five or six behavioral health therapists. So like psychologists and youth therapists, family therapists, um, all in one spot. Mm -hmm. And so usually you have to go to separate places. Like if you want to go see a therapist, you go one place. If you're going to do yoga, you go one place. But I want to put it in one spot and I want to make it look cool. Like I'm not going to do it to where it's like, oh, that's like the crazy place. Like, like it's going to look like, I mean, we're going to put a lot of money into it and it's going to look pretty dope. Yeah. And so uh, I want people to be like really happy when they say they go to this place or like, hey, man, like that's, you know, a really proud of saying that they, they go to Dream Yoga and Wellness and, and really mm-hmm. proud of it and, and also be able to get the help that they need. And also if you just want to do yoga and, and sweat, come do yoga and sweat. Like you don't have to do anything more than that. But whatever it is that you want to do, you know, we're going to have it in that one place. And so that's how I got the idea. I've been going around doing a, pub, a lot of public speaking. Uh, spoke at the uh, National Conference for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, speak at a lot of universities with student athletes. Um, then we also do a lot of real estate stuff. That's that's my latest project. I've always told uh, Roche, Dwayne, whatever, whatever name you would go by, but that I want to borrow a club one day. I want to bounce. Mm-hmm. I want to have a bounce in Charlotte. I, I just feel like it would be, you know, dope. Um, so, you know, hopefully get to that one day. And then I just I just love being an entrepreneur, man. I love business. Um, I love working through different things, and 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 so that's it. And then I do want to be like actually real, you know, real job later on down the road. It's like either athletic director or like you know senator or something like yeah. that. Real job, yeah. yeah. What are all these things? Man. I know, right? Project. So like the hobbies, <laughs> like projects and everything uh, else is like projects yeah. and hobbies and stuff. But changing like, people's lives, professional athletes, you know. Yeah, it's just but hobbies. Uh, but like a real, like you know, real structure that you can actually work up to is is either like an athletic director or like a senator or something. Yeah. Whew. So it's a lot. It's a lot. You know. Yeah, we, we got lot, we got to talk after this. And he's not even he's not even thirty soon. years old Seriously. yet. Yeah, I'll be twenty nine. <laughs> Trust me, I, I was doing the math. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm such a loser. No, I'm, I'm, such, <laughs> I'm such a piece of shit. What? But now, um, how old are you, Roche? Forty. <laughs> Roche is the I man, though. I just, just turned forty. Just turned 40. <laughs> whenever, whenever I was twenty nine, I was a fucking maniac. Yeah. <laughs> shit, when, when I was when I was twenty nine, I was forty two. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, you know. Um, like I made a lot of mistakes, no do a lot, you know, done right. a lot of things wrong. I was all right at twenty nine. You know, just learn, just try to learn and, and become better. <laughs> try to become better, man. man. All right, so we do this thing on every show called This or That. Let's do it. All right. So what it is is a series of questions, and you got to pick one. There's no political, polit- politically correct, right? You got to go with one of the options. There's no, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go. We got a, we got a this or that with Doug, and, and whatever. And we usually elaborate on whatever choices you make and stuff like that. So here we go, Douglas Middleton's, this or that. All right, day parties or night parties? Oh man, I would have to say day party, a Sunday day party, uh-huh. a Sunday game day. We did Sunday this past weekend. I, w- I would put that up with any any any. I, s- I saw you for a hot second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I put he, that up. He with was that. he was texting me, asking me like get, con- confirm. I was like, yeah, I, I can get him tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I know what's going <laughs> yeah, on. Today. It, it, it took a day to recover, but yeah, I think Sunday day party for sure. I know what's going on. All right, uh, <laughs> vodka or tequila? Oh come on, you know that one. <laughs> tequila. tequila, tequila every day of the week. When when did it? 
was it always tequila? Or no, did you grow no, into no. It? it was uh, it was always vodka. Uh-huh. Growing up, um, college, first two years in the league was was vodka, and then I don't know. I just got on tequila after it was just so much of it around. Like it was just everywhere. Uh, every time we would go out, that's all people would order, and so I wasn't paying for it at the time. So I would just you know just drink whatever was there, and then it's you drink it. In, <laughs> do you drink it in shots? Yeah. Do most people drink it in shots? Tequila? Yeah. 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 I wouldn't sip it as much. If I Whenever I was drinking it, I was just drinking it. it as a drink. Do people sip tequila? Yeah, he drinks I, it as a drink. It. I surpassed it. it as a shot and just went to, like, just give me a cup of it. You can, yeah, oh, wow. you can do it either way. You can you can yeah. do either way. Yeah. Oh, Blanco or Reposado? Reposado. Ooh. Try it in Old Fashioned. An old-fashioned reposado. Okay. Trust me. Okay. I love old-fashioned. Me too. That's Courtney my voice favorite. sounds so deep. Trust me. <laughs> the, the knowledge that I am projecting <laughs> on you. Next question. R- reposado. What do you call it? Old fa- old-fashioned reposado. Reposado old-fashioned. Yep. Manhunt. Yeah. All right. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Ooh. They all pick Nike. Nike. Mm-hmm. Jor- Jordan or Nike. LeBron? LeBron every day of the week. That's uh, always. I mean, I grew up in that man. That's just that's just my generation. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna say that like it's one thing. It's just like just grew up watching LeBron. I remember. I still remember when he, you know, had the first Nike commercial and was driving a Hummer in high school. Like I always been a LeBron fan. Like favorite athlete. <laughs> yeah. Never met him, but that would be the only person I would be like starstruck by. Like LeBron mm. James. I wonder if he'd be cool. Like, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, I think so. We know something. That we don't cool. know. <laughs> uh, where am I at? What was it? Was it? Okay, over or under? What this applies to is the toilet paper on the roll. We ask everybody: Does the toilet paper go like this, like over it to the front, or does it go to the back of it? Over. Yep. So no, right. we've only had one under. <laughs> we've only had one under. She's All here right. today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, I think I think I saw her before we came in. All right, here's here's a here's a doofy one. Beach Mountain or Sugar Mountain? Beach Mountain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like Beach has more parties up yeah. there. Like they, Sugar Mountain they got is, that good pizza pizza spot, too. Yeah, Sugar Mountain is more of like the... I got one when you're done. All right, go, go ahead, for it. Resort to. All right. You want to be the best player on a losing team or on the bench on a winning team? Yeah, on the bench on a, on a, on a winning team. All right. I mean, winning, like you said, winning is good for everybody. You know? True. It's good for good everybody. Point. Yeah, all right. You know, <laughs> losing, I, I've been really good on losing teams, and you still going to get fired because you, <laughs> you just, because yep. everybody else gets fired because you lose. You That's know? true. I hadn't thought you know? about that. One. But if yeah. you're winning, you're playing that indirect role in Yeah. The, you, you're always going to, they're going to yeah. keep you around because it's the same people and they're going to still want to keep working with you. But when you start losing, everybody's getting out of there, no matter how right. good you are. Yeah. That's the best answer I've heard because it's the, First person I've asked that was a professional player. So yeah, you want to make money or make a difference? Do both. Now you gotta pick one. <laughs> make a difference. Make a difference. Yeah. But you can make a difference with money. Some people Facts. can. Yeah. Some can. Facts. Some some Facts. some can not make a difference with money. That's <laughs> their personal yeah. choice, though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, that's kind of the. It says a lot about the person because the person who gets the money then wants to ultimately make a difference. Will yeah. make the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, where am I at? Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I, <laughs> I have another one similar to that. Cr- crayons or markers? <laughs> I've been on this kick with everybody lately. Ah, <laughs> that's a tough one. I keep going back and forth. 
Marcus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Marcus. Why? I need to hear the in-depth reason. I don't know. I feel like the color is more full, and you can like erase it <laughs> yeah. and, and, and start over if you need to. You can't erase markers, can you? No, he said gray. I think he like said erase it. Gray. Like, oh, okay. no, I'm yeah. saying erase it. If you're talking about the ones on the boards, that's oh, the, the dry erase marker. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. dry erase. That is oh, an option. That is nice. An option. Yeah. <laughs> good one. A crayon, a crayon, you can't really erase. Oh, it. That's good. And then they got the way. markers that smell like stuff, like the chocolate yeah. smelling. Remember yeah. them? Yeah, yeah. They was fucking us up. You them up. Use them as a sword. Yeah. Can you like look, think about that? They made markers that kids could smell. They were fucking us up. They were like, "No, you can smell these. It's good for you." I love those. All right, what about this? Work or vacation? Um, work. Uh, for some reason, I can't. I can't really relax on vacation. I think that's a problem. I uh-huh. I'm the same way. Yeah. It takes me. I, I. It takes me a good like three or four days to get in vacation mode. Once I'm on vacation, I'm the same mm-hmm. way. I don't like vacation because sometimes you come back more tired than when you left. Yeah, like I feel like I need a vacation from the vacation. You have to have a vacation recovery day. Yeah, that's it. That's the words. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't disagree. All right, so all right, this is shopping. You like to shop online or in store? In store. See, I'm the same way. In store. I can't. What do you? I hate online. 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 I I love the in store. I want to touch, touch, like you know, feel it, all that shit. Yeah, I want to sit down and talk to the person that's working. Stuff like that, I want to do in store. But if I'm ordering like. I don't know detergent. They're like, "What size do you need?" I'm like, "No I mean, crayons you, are markers." What you you saw, I had I had <laughs> chocolate sushi delivered at midnight the other day. <laughs> well, that's why so, I ordered two. Did you really? Yeah, I ordered two of everything. That's so much responsibility of sending something back. I know, but then if I'm at the store shopping, next thing you know, it's three hours later. I haven't responded to emails and yeah. texts, and I'm freaking out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's a good one. Texts or phone calls? Texts. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's probably a, his that's, a, that's a tough too. one. That's a tough one. X videos or Pornhub? I'm just messing. I can't believe it. What up, Caroline? (laughs) We asked. I mean, like, I don't know what that is. We asked one dude, and he was like quick to answer and had reasons and everything. Black Amigo was like, he was like, oh, X videos, 100 percent because Pornhub was. So the one I've got is I don't have the second half of it. So the first one is Bojangles or. Biscuitville. Because you said you worked at Ooh, Bojangles. Right? Bojangles and it's not even close. Um, I would I would choose Bojangles over anything besides Chick Fil A. Um, that yeah, so that's the only one Chick Fil A. That was the only. That's one. not really a fair. Competition, I will. It's not. Chick Fil A's over me. everything. Yeah, Chick Fil A's one. Chick Fil A's one. Bojangles is two. Okay. I'll take Bojangles. Y'all had Biscuitvilles and Winston though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Bojangles is. I mean, what about this Waffle House or IHOP? Waffle House. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take Bojangles over Chick Fil A. I'll take Biscuitville over Bojangles. What else is in North Carolina Ooh. shit? What I about, told what you. About, what about Duke or Carolina? I like Carolina. Yeah, yeah, I like Carolina. I'm, I can go back and forth on that. Like after going to App State, is Pepsi or Coke? Coke. Ooh, see, Pepsi's North Carolina thing. Yeah. Gatorade or Powerade? Gatorade. Yeah. Mellow Yellow or Cheerwine? Cheerwine. Cheerwine or Red Bull. No. <laughs> yeah, Red Bull. Cheerwine or tequila. <laughs> yeah. These questions oh, are so God. dumb. <laughs> oh, man. And he's, uh, uh, he's got a bulldog, Boone. He got a little bulldog Big named Boone. Boone. Yep. How do you spell it? Boone just had puppies. Boone, just like... Uh, With the E? B-O-O-N-E. Just like uh, App State. Boone. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right, all right. Yeah, he, uh, 
He just turned one. I told him when you have it when they have a kid, they got to name it Banner. Banner Elk Middleton. Oh, <laughs> nice. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, Banner Elk, Beach Mountain. Yeah, Beach. Get one name at Beach. B E C H. I got any more? Oatmeal cookies or moon pies? I don't even think I've ever ate a moon pie. Neither have I. What? <laughs> I just had that conversation the other day. You got, you got to eat a moon pie because you got to put Never it in the microwave, I think. Oh, yeah. shit. It's been a while, but for like, I think, 13 seconds. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming. We are, we're grateful and honored for you to give us your time of day. Um, Have they a good drive. Check, uh, check out, give them, throw out your socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, 36 DM underscore Aaron's personal. Um, Dream Yoga and Wellness, and then Dream the Impossible 3-6. We can get all those in the, the thingamajiggies. Uh, you, you gave a lot of good knowledge. I think a lot of people are going to listen to this and learn a thing or two, so we really appreciate it, man, like, honestly. Amen. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. like, I yeah. think, like, for a lot of people out there that are listening and got athletes or no athletes, and to hear somebody's path to success is, is huge, so. Yeah, far from a straight line. Yeah. Far from a straight line, man. <laughs> Like so many of us. Yeah, far from a straight line. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. X videos are Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs>